I want to focus tonight on the second reading. We've all attended many weddings, and as you know, it's almost always the second reading at weddings. And rightly so, as a couple is being joined together and desiring to live this love in their marriage. And as we were listening to this reading again tonight, perhaps we were feeling different things. On the one hand, I think every one of us desires to live this kind of love more deeply, more faithfully. And perhaps like me, you were also very much aware of how much a struggle it is to love. And it's not that we don't desire it. I remember days when I would wake up in the morning and I would say, okay, today I'm gonna love like I've never loved before. And then after about 15 minutes to a half an hour, I'm already falling. I'm getting impatient. I'm feeling resentment about something said a few days ago. I get in my car and drive and well, (laughs) you know what happens there. And we realize there's something broken in us. Our heart is weak, it's limited, it's fallen, and we realize we have such a strong inclination, almost like a default, toward selfishness. Before I know it, it's all about me. I would like to be other-centered. I would like to generously give my life and lay it down. And yet so quickly, I fall back in to self-seeking, self-centeredness. This is why Jesus came. And what a lot of couples who choose this for their wedding do not understand and I always enjoy talking about this with them, is the word that Paul uses for love. We know that sometimes certain languages are limited, like our own English language when it comes to love. We have one word. Whereas the time that this was written in the Greek-speaking world, the Greeks had four words to describe the different kinds of love. They had a word for friendship. They had a word for marriage, married love. And they had a word for the love within family, the family affection of parents toward children, children toward parents. And as you and I hear this passage, from Corinthians. Love is patient, love is kind, love is not arrogant or jealous, it doesn't brood over wrongs, love endures all things, bears all things, believes and hopes all things, 
It never fails. Paul must be using a different word because in friendship, in marriage, and in family life, we're not always patient. We're not always humble. We're not always forgiving. In fact, often we experience the opposite. And so the Greeks had another word to describe the love of God, that sacrificial, selfless, outpouring love, agape. My dear friends, you and I know that in our studies of Scripture, in the New Testament, when the word love is used over 95% of the time, agape is the word being used. This means that if we are going to live this love, the agape love, it is something that we have to receive. This is why St. Paul says, the love of God has been poured into our heart by the Holy Spirit. Which means that you and I need to abide in the Holy Spirit. You and I need the Holy Spirit if we are going to love as the scriptures call us. How does this happen? I believe the Lord wants to give us tonight a special light from his word to help us cooperate more fully in this conversion from our brokenness to this new way of agape. St. Paul gives us a key in the second letter to the Corinthians. He says this, Every day we bear in our body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be displayed or manifested in our body. So let's say a moment comes along and Paul says, love is patient and I feel impatient. So, this impatience has to die if patience is going to rise. This is where the Paschal mystery, the dying and rising of Jesus, is lived out right here. The moment arrives I feel impatient. I must call upon the Holy Spirit. And remember, John the Baptist said, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Fire. There is fire in you and there is fire in me. While fire can warm, it can also consume and purify, burn up until 
the wood becomes like itself. So I take that in patience and I let the Holy Spirit burn it up on the inside. I die to that impatience and then the Holy Spirit resurrects the patience of agape, of Jesus Christ. And now I can express that to the person that I'm with. My friends, this is what God wants to do all throughout the day in you and in me. Whether it's jealousy, envy, anger, lust, gluttony, pride, when we feel the movement of sin, we died with Christ, but when that tendency comes back, the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Spirit, wants to burn and consume it. And it feels like we're dying to ourself, the old self. And we bear within our bodies the dying of Jesus who died to sin once for all so that the life of Jesus, the patience of agape, can win the day. This is the light that God is giving us. And all he's asking for is our yes in these different moments. Yes, I consent to this death and to this resurrection. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Isn't this beautiful? <laughs> Painful, but beautiful. This is how agape is forged in your heart and mine. So let us, as we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, when we offer to the Father the death of Jesus, let us pray for the gra grace to be willing to die daily to self by the fire of the Spirit and rise in agape with Jesus. Amen.